This is the Bob McCallum Podcast, and it's brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook app today. Uh, I am McCallum. That is Shannon over there with his Hawaiian shirt on in Mexico. No, Mexico shirt. Really? But you buy that there? I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. I Come on. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I did. Anyways, beautiful day here. Just so you know. I'm glad. I'm glad for you. Yeah. Uh, Technology is an amazing thing. Baseball is on the agenda today. It what? Is, no hockey? Just, yeah, no hockey. No today. hockey? Come on. We are just a few days away from spring training. And uh, that makes everybody feel spring-like, at least in a place like this. And so uh, baseball will, is what we'll talk about today with the former manager of the Blue Jays, John Givens, will join us from his home in Texas. And we'll bring Gibby along right after this. Hi, this is Bob McCowan for BetRivers.com. Hey, if you're looking for a sports book or casino app, you should check out the Bet Rivers Sports and Casino app today. Play all of your favorite casino games for real money anywhere and anytime. Plus, get in the action with each sports game with hundreds of sports betting options. And get ready to feel like a VIP because you'll earn both loyalty level points and bonus store points on every real money wager you make. You must be 19 plus, available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 or speak to an advisor free of charge. BetRivers.com. McCallum and Shannon back with you, and we're with the uh, former manager of the Toronto Blue Jays, now with the Atlanta Braves as a, I don't know what the hell he is, a scout or something. What are no, you? No, I'm not even that anymore. Don't give us, what are you? I, you know, when I started that, I started a podcast. Have you been promoting my podcast on the show, by the way? Oh, yeah, of course. We, we have been promoting Every it day. all along. Every <laughs> day. So when I started that, I had to, you know, I had to resign from the Braves. Uh, I get I'm like I guess for a conflict of interest type thing because I'd be talking about baseball, other guys on other teams and all that. So um, so I'm no longer Atlanta Brave, but I got oh, my really from the year before when I highly contributed. So take us back to your managerial days. So we're in early February now. I mean, there was a time when the pitchers and catchers had already reported, not so many years ago. But you know, you're let, let's say you're you're in your managerial mode right now. What kind of stuff is going on at training camp? Because this would be early even for tourists to go down. Yeah, yeah, Bob and John, you know what we did? Uh, well, this time, the pitchers and catchers always go to about, about five or six days early. You know, the, the pitchers, in that amount of time, they'll probably throw two or three times off the mound just to kind of get them moving along a little bit so that when the position players arrive – you know, you can kick it up a little bit and they can throw some live BP. And now you got the, you know, the hitters can get in there and see some live hitting. Um, but, you know, it always takes longer for those pitchers. So they always go earlier. And I'm surprised, though, they haven't cranked it up a little earlier down here now because they got the uh, WBC this year, right? Yeah. 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 You know, you know, I don't no. hear I don't hear many people talking about the World Baseball Classic. Do you? You're right. No, no, I haven't. I haven't heard that much either. You know, I did see a picture yesterday or a couple of days ago. It was like uh, I'm not sure which Latin America country is hosting hosting it, but it was like right on the ocean, man. It was like a beautiful thing. I don't know if they built something new, but um, maybe it's in Puerto Vallarta or something. You know, I don't think so. No, 
Do you Although care Mexico about the will WBC? Be good. I mean, let's talk about the World Baseball Classic. I mean, we've had it for a few years now. I couldn't care less about the WBC. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not into it really either. You know, because I think it. Uh, you know, I think it's almost too disruptive for the, you know, major league sport. You know, it kind of throws them out of whack a little bit. And you know, you know, down south there, we got so much pride in our country. Anyway, we don't need something like that to to win something like that to force us to be proud. Do you? Yeah, but I mean, have you has has the U.S. Uh, won the thing? Yeah, once? they did. Yes, they won it once. Once. Yeah, but no. but 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 this is a big thing in Latin America, isn't it? Oh, yeah, well, baseball in general, yeah, they, they go crazy over this stuff. Hey, you know, you look at the number of great Latin American players in, in the game now, you know. Right. It, uh, yeah, I think this is their whole life. You know, I think they play soccer, too, but other than soccer and baseball, I mean, I, I think that's their primary sports, I think. So, uh, you, you got pitchers, say pitchers have arrived and they're warming up. Like, how many, what will they throw? Will they throw, like, 50 pitches in, in the day? I mean, they're, are they soft tossing? Are they trying to throw, actually pitch, or what? Well, Bobby, you know, that first, no, they'll get up on the mound right away. And that, that first time out, they'll probably throw 20, 25 pitches, mostly fastballs, you know, working on location. They might spin a few breaking balls. And then the next day, the other other half of the pitchers will do it. And that, the guys that threw that first day will be off, and they'll just work primarily on their fielding practice, PFP and all that stuff. Then they'll come back the next day and they'll bump it up to maybe 35, something like that, and they'll mix in some more breaking balls. And I think they usually get up there about four times before they throw a BP is generally what happens. And then, uh, uh, you know, of course, then, you know, once the game starts, they, you know, they'll go the first time out, they might just go one inning. And then they, they'll crank it up too, and you know, so hey, really, baby, those guys, man, they're making so much money. You gotta, you gotta have the kick gloves on them. So as the, as the manager, what are you looking for? What do you look for in spring training? I mean, basically, you you know who's going to play for you, don't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you know what? You look well. You look. Make sure everybody's in shape. Everybody's feeling good. Or you know, the guys you know. Maybe you've had them in the past or you sign, make sure they feel look loose and whatever. And basically it's, you know, from, I don't know how everybody does it, but I, I would basically try to lock in on the up and coming guys, you know, the guys you've heard things about or, um, or maybe somebody you acquired and you really don't know a lot about. Just kind of, you know, really, really watch them a little bit and see how they, just to get to know them a little bit, you know? Yeah. Uh, because because you, your guys that you've had, I mean, you know pretty much everything about them, you know. But you you know, you watch and see if they're laboring at all. Then you might, something might be wrong. But that's that doesn't happen too often. You know, in other sports, um, players come to camp in shape. Um, I would assume most of the pitchers have probably been at camp for the last couple of weeks informally. Correct? Yeah, Johnny. We're they just go, working they go on down stuff early. Yeah, they go down early, and you know it's funny ba- baseball. I mean, they're going year round. I think some guys might take a month off after the season, right. but then they crank it up. Because I can remember, you know, when I was with the Mets in the eighties, he'd show up. I mean, they used to spring training was to get in shape, right? You know, some right. guys might do something the off season, but they're down there to get in shape, and it's so different now. That's why as soon as they show up day one, they could actually play a game. You know, you know the position players because they're physically healthy. You know, timing's not there, but it the game's changed so much. You know, but uh, well, heck, wait, you go way, way back. Those guys had. Uh, had to work during the offseason to make some money because they weren't making all that money. That's right. You know, so they go to baseball and they better get in shape. So is spring training too long now? I think so. I think everybody would say yes, but, you know, with the, Bob's favorite thing, the five-man rotation, you know, you got extra pitchers. You got, they need a little more time down there. Yeah. Well, if you weren't stupid in that way, then you, you'd, you'd shorten spring training by two weeks at least. 
You could. Oh, yeah. You had a four-man rotation. You know, that's all you'd need. Yeah. Apparently, nobody's listening to you or me because that hasn't changed. Nobody. But but are there such things as dog days of spring training? I mean, once you get there for – you're there for four and a half weeks, you go, how how much longer do we have to be here? Oh yeah, it gets old. I mean, it gets real old. And then, you know, you kind of you kind of hit that dead period in the middle, you know. And I mean, just because of the, you've been in, been there, you're ready to go. Everybody's feeling good. But then the the you know the pitchers will hit it like a dead arm period, you know, where they've been they've been cranking it up good, and the, and they just all of a sudden hit that lull, and there's really nothing no pop in their arm, and so they. Uh, you know, it takes about a week, 10 days for that to come around. And then they, you know, it's kind of, almost, it's a, annually, it happens to every one of them every year, just kind of the way the body works, I think. So you probably got 20, on most teams, on most years, you probably 22, 23 of the 25-man roster or 26-man roster now. That's decided. You, you know who's going to play. But there are a few jobs that usually are open. Some of them may be starting jobs. The, most of them would be fill-in jobs. Are you spending most of your time looking at those guys? Yeah, I would. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, if you're on if you get the good teams like the Blue Jays are now, you know, I mean, they're solid. They're expected to do something. They're pretty well set. You know, I think you get on some of those teams that are in the rebuilding mode, you know, it's going to be a, probably be a tough year. You know, yeah, there's certain guys you want to look at and give them an opportunity. And there is some actual competition, you know, kind of like those, uh, the Blue Jays years in the early 2000s, you know. Do you remember? Do you remember having um, a, a spring training where there were significant surprises, where you were surprised by the performance of guys, and they wound up making the team when you wouldn't have thought so? Well, yeah. That what, what's what year when uh, Asuna and um, uh, Sanchez? No, no, no. Well, San, yeah, Sanchez was around that time, but the year Asuna made it, and the guy I'm drawing a blank. He started out the year as our closer. They both. Uh, oh yeah, the, the twenty. Uh, yeah, I remember the kid. Yeah, uh, how can I? I must be getting old, man. I can't even remember. Big, hard throw, tall, hard yeah. throw, skinny guy. Yeah, and you know what? He he uh he came out of the gates. He I think he saved his first five games, but he was a young kid. The, and the Osuna we brought to spring training. The only reason we brought him there because he had pitched in. He was slated to go to Double A as a starter, right? Osuna. Then they brought him to camp so he could hang out with this guy because he, they were buddies, right? And they, they make this other guy, God, I got to yeah. think, man, that's terrible. But anyway, they ended up both making the team because neither one of them gave up a run all spring. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, uh, things went with it. Then, then the, the guy, I can't remember his name, he gets sent down because, you know, he, he started struggling, right? And Asuna, no, I think we, then we tried Brett Cecil for a couple save opportunities and that didn't go too well. So we said, let's give Asuna a shot. He took off, you know. And he so took that, off. That was yeah. probably, I mean, that's too, you know, that guys, you know, guy's a 19 year old guy that comes, steps in as a close. That's probably the, my biggest surprise. It's got to be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you never know. And and there's, there, there's an example of two guys who made it out of spring training who you would have said at the beginning of spring training have no chance probably to make this team. Yeah. And you know what, too, though? Yeah. I mean, you got to have a, uh, a front office is willing to do that, too, you right. know? And, uh, yeah. And it can't be one of those deals like where you know this this guy's going to be the can't miss guy, and they 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 want to hold down service time, all that crap, you know. Uh, but you know, if because it make I don't I've never understood that part. Of it, but if it's going to make your team better, you better use them, right? That name of the game. Do you uh, do you traditionally get into? I know you have conversations with your coaching staff during the course of spring training. How often is there a, a real disagreement over whether a guy should make the club or not? 
you know, Bob, well, uh, well, since you are pretty set, uh, and there's very few guys, yeah, I, th- I think there's always good debate, you know, uh, there's probably not a lot of disagreement, right? Uh, but there's, uh, uh, some guys like some certain guys better. And, and I think the good teams, they listen to everybody, you know, they listen to all sides of it. Um, but yeah, there's generally not, not a lot of that. You know, we, we, we get to coaches, staffs get together, you know, quite a bit just because you're sitting around at the end of the day, you know, and yeah, it may not, not be an official meeting, but you're sitting around and you talk about who you liked and this may say, well, Hey, did you see so-and-so today or something like that? And you, you know, and that's kind of, you know, I mean, that we talked about Asuna that's kind of the way it was all spring. Do you, you see Asuna throwing off the mound today, you know? And it's like, and yeah, I saw him. But then, you know, you start look, locking in on him. And next thing you know, you go, man, we, you know, you go to the, the general manager and say, hey, man, we might have to take this guy. You see how good he is. And then the GM might say, uh, I know it. I know it. He's looking pretty good, you know? And, and then, uh, so it's kind of, it's always talking baseball, you know? Well, I mean, I don't know how it is nowadays, you know, with the heavy analytics. I don't know if they're, they, they have necessarily have, do that, yeah, yeah, as much, you know, because you remember how it used to be in the old days, man. They'd stay around all day and just talk baseball. Yep. So how, right. how how much of your your time at camp would be? I mean, you 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 mentioned that you thought you, most of the time your your major league roster was set, but you know darn well during 162 games you're going to have a ton of injuries. You're going to have injuries. It's a fact of life in baseball. Right. How how familiar did you have to be with your AAA roster, or even your AA roster, or was that something out of your realm? And that was what that's what the front office did. Well, once the season started, that's their you know you, you get the reports. No, on but it. no, but but you're it's, but in spring training. Yeah, yeah, you lock in on those guys because you know, like you said, there's something's going to happen, right? And you kind of and you kind of put in your in your mind the pecking order or how you view it. You know, you're just going off spring training, but but you know, first impressions, right? And and then uh, and and naturally, the the organization ranks them anyway off the previous year, and they get their you know, and then they, then they well, they always have to look at service time or is this right. guy protected or not? So all that crap just always enters into it. But yeah, you just naturally, you don't even have to do it really concentrating. I mean, you just kind of you see things over and over. It's like you know, it just registers with hey, I like this guy, and I may like this guy better than that guy. But in the end, the GM, the front office is going to make the call on it, you know, because there's so much more that goes into it than just performance, you know. And, and what kind of updates would you get during the season on your minor league teams? Well, How much get, interaction would there be? Well, you know what? You get you get reports every day. Uh, every day? Yeah, every day. You know, I, I don't know how all, all, all the guys do it. Um, I didn't. I never talked to the, the guy down at the AAA manager much, you know. Um just wasn't my do you, re- do you remember his name? You don't remember the closers, Dave. Do you remember your AAA managers? <laughs> Back then, and we had a few of them. Said, no, but no, I can't write them. <laughs> I bet, hey, it's been a, hey, Johnny, it's been a few few years removed, man. You know, there's probably a reason I got fired, and that's one of them. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I just had to ask. <laughs> so here's one I I've heard my entire life around baseball, uh, and that is when a when a guy is hitting. You can tell almost what kind of a hitter he is by the sound of the uh, coming out of the ball coming off the bat. Well, I've stood around the batting cage and I've been around the ballpark. You know when there's BP or whatever is going on, sounds about the same to me. Could you could you tell the difference? Like when Jose Batista got to the plate, could you could you tell it was him hitting without looking? Oh yeah, but I'm going to ask you. 
the different question. When you're at the driving range, you know, you better to watch that PGA tournament, right? Yeah. Can you tell the difference in any of those? No. Guys? No. That would have ruined my question. No, no, they all hit it the same. They hit it perfect. Oh, no, you're right. No, but yeah, well, you know, the, there is a, I will tell you, it's, it's not, it's not like, wow, wow, you know, everybody's different. But there's certain guys, it's not so necessarily a sound type thing, but you know, you, you, the ball just goes, just jumps. I think the guy that with the, 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 uh, Teoscar, Teoscar Hernandez to me is probably my number one guy when I when I'm, I'm just, I used to watch him and go, oh my gosh, he had the easiest power anybody I've ever seen. I've seen, you know, I saw a lot of them, you know, and that's, you know, that's probably, uh, you know, it's, it's what does that mean? What does that mean though, Gibby? Well, that, that means you know when he can miss hit a ball and, and, and he's that strong, and you put him in the right kind of ballpark like they had in Toronto. I mean, he 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 can miss hit a ball. It's going to be a home run, you know. Yeah. Some guys got to catch everything right, you know, and uh, that's all that means. I, whether and a lot of it's bat speed, you know, um, and he's a big, strong dude. But there's there is uh, some of this, some of that sound. Though maybe some of these guys that are, that uh, the star players, they get better wood than them that that uh, that crap player, right? So they so they're better wood. I get it. I don't know. Um, since I mentioned him, um, when were you the manager of the club when Batista came over from Pittsburgh? No, I've been fired. I think uh, I mean he got traded for the Hall of Famer. Didn't he come? Didn't he go on that rolling deal? No, or was that Eddie and Carnassian? Maybe I don't. Maybe I, don't I think remember. they got it the same year. Later, late. I got fired in June of '08, and I think they picked them both those guys up at the end of '08. I think so. No. Um. Do, can you tell me what you think? What did Batista do differently? Because he was just just a guy. He didn't even play regularly in Pittsburgh. Comes to Toronto, not only plays regularly, but hits home runs like crazy. That's a rarity for a guy who's twenty five or twenty six years old to start, you know, out of nowhere doing you know something. What? You know, Bob. Bob, to tell you the truth, I, I I didn't ever see him or don't remember ever seeing him before he got there. But when I was over there, but I do remember. You know, reading a lot about uh, you know, Cito Cito Gaston was a great hitting instructor, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody raves about it. And uh, it's funny how we 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 think or baseball people think differently. So basically, from what I understand, is Cito told him, go, you know, you're a pull hitter, just go up there and pull the ball, right? Hit some home runs, because that's really who you are, right? And uh and like I said, Hosey had been a journeyman, he was trying to figure it out, and he finally really got a shot to play because the team stunk, you know, and he got to throw him out there every day. Where there's, there's, I'm just a little bit of the opposite, right? Like I would, I would. There's certain guys, maybe not with not with Batista, but I think, hey, we got to use the whole field, man. We, you know, we're punching out 100, you know, 200 times, and it's so it, you know, Cito was able to identify, I think, with Hosey what he needed to do if he was going to make it, right? And he lived with, it, and it clicked for him, you know. And I think Encarnacion, a lot of that happened with him too, you know. I mean, he came into his own there, in. Um, uh, but a uh, Donaldson, Donaldson was average Joe at best with Oakland till he figured them sing, some things out. But uh, you know, to be I can't give you an uh, the perfect answer probably on Batista. But those are the things I, that I understand happened to him. You know, so you're not a hitting coach, but how do you you can't teach power, can you, or can you? No, no, but but uh, you know there is a little bit different when you when you're trying to use a whole field that kind of guy you're under control a little bit more. But Hosey aired out, you know, uh, and and that's kind of who he became. And you, I mean, you track he he, you know, there's even those years he's hitting like 40, 40 plus home runs, right? Mm-hmm. 
you know, 39 of them, 38 of them probably coming to the left side of center field, right? Well, of course. Yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. And he, and he, and he got in a good park for him. And he, he really, be, I think, I think it probably what I'm trying to say is he discovered who he was, you know, or, or what he was best at, you know, and, and, um, and he got an opportunity, you know, you never really got an opportunity before that. He was kind of labeled, I think, as a journeyman or a utility type guy. Yeah. And he had a great arm, right? Yeah. Hosey, yeah. Hosey had everything, you know, and one thing about him too, uh, and I've said this many times, is the, and I was there managing 10 years and even coaching. He's probably the most, the, the, the guy that showed up ready to play more every day than anybody I ever had him and Pilar, right? Hosey would never, I mean, he wasn't going to take a night off. He, he, he understood, uh, he was going to maximize his career, right? I mean, he was going to get everything out of it. I think a lot of it, you know, had that chip on his shoulder. A lot of it was from, I think he thought he got the raw deal early on, right? Before he yeah. ever got it. Uh, and so he, he wasn't, he was going to take advantage of every opportunity he got. And he also understood when he became a star player that fans were paying to see him, you know, and he, he loved that. He thrived on that. So, so he would, uh, you know, he was, he was just different in a lot of ways. I mean, it doesn't mean other, other guys didn't show up to play every day, but there's just something he was really driven you know, to make to make the most out of his career, make the most money he could. In your yeah. time in Toronto, yeah, would if you had one, if you had one guy to go to the plate, would he be the guy? Would it be if you said, "I need, we need a hit, we need, we we can win the game." One guy, you want him? You want an Encarnacion? You want Donaldson? Who do you want? Well, can I go back to my coaching days too? Sure, sure. I would I would say Donaldson and Delgado. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Clutch. Well, you don't need a home run based on yeah. your. Yeah. They both, they both, uh, you know. Uh, the only guy can get a hit, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they weren't afraid to use the other field. Where we're Batista and, and Eddie, you know, they, 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 they're uh, pull hitters. They couldn't, be, yeah. They were going to, they, they were, uh, they were going to use about half that field. The other guys might be able to get a little. And Delgado was a master at Del, I mean, he, he's, uh, you know, they, they under they they appreciate him in in, in Toronto more than he, he probably you know in the in the U S even though he spent some years there. So underrated in my opinion, how good he was, you know. I agree. I agree. I think the most underrated player the Blue Jays have ever had. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Bob. It's yeah, he's got to be. He's. I think he's got to be. Yeah. And I think mainly because of all he, time, most yeah. underrated of all time on the Jays. Yeah, I would say. Now, why would that be? Because he, because they didn't when he was uh, when he was at first base and he was doing what he did. They didn't win very much. That's I think that's exactly why. I think people just didn't care that much and didn't re, didn't pay attention to what he was doing and what he was accomplishing. The guy could hit like crazy, and he could hit with power. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the most complete hitters. But I don't think people realize that how, how good a hitter he was either. Oh no, no. Yeah. You know, you could almost say that about Halliday a little bit too until the end. You know, I mean, he didn't get the recognition he, he got. You're right. And I think it's because you got, you got 29 teams down here, you got yeah. one up there, and they're getting all, you know, you know how that works, right? How yeah. much do you think it was he didn't get the 500 home runs? You know, because that's such a milestone. Okay, but, okay, but, uh, you know, I'm just really, saying, I'm just saying, Freddie McGriff I mean, just got it. What did Freddie have? 493. 490. He was in the 490s, yeah. So yeah. what did, I wonder what Carlos ended up with. So maybe, maybe, maybe Carlos was four seventy three. So maybe there's there's right there that'll uh, open that up or make it a little easier for uh, Carlos. Yeah, and you know with the uh, player whatever. 
Well, you know, if, I, I really if you really look at it, if you look at it, you know, we even said like McGriff there, and we talk about Delgado, and you look about some of those 92 and 93 teams. The great players that have played in Toronto, and they match up against any anybody, any, any teams in the history of, of baseball. You know, but did, but, did, but but did you feel when you were when you were in Toronto as a, a coach or a manager, you were being slighted by the other twenty nine teams or by the by the American audience? No, not slighted. I just think naturally, you know, you don't you're not getting the exposure, right? It's even like in the right. playoff games, right? We always got the day game because you know the networks want to, right? You know, I mean, you know, how sure. It'd yeah. be like, it'd be like the the uh, if San Antonio, where I'm living now, we had an NHL team. Who are they going to watch? They're, you know, the, the Leafs are going to get more attention than we are, right? Sure. You think? Uh, John, right or wrong, I don't know. <laughs> John Gibbons is with us, uh, the former manager of the Blue Jays. We'll take a break. Come back in a minute. When was the last time everyone agreed on what's for dinner? You want Chinese food, they want pizza, and someone is always craving Froyo. Well, there's something for everyone on DoorDash. Ordering is easy. Open up the DoorDash app, choose what you want from where you want, and your items will be left safely outside your door with our default contactless delivery setting. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BOBCAST23. That's 25% off, up to $10 in value, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BOBCAST23. Don't forget, that's code BOBCAST23 for 25% off of your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. We're with uh, Gibby. Are you uh, at home in Texas? Home no? in Texas, man. I just got home Monday night from uh, Yellowstone. Yellowstone again. Again. Hey, John, I'd never been in my life. My wife's a photographer, right? Right. And, uh, we went out. We went last May for the first time. I said, go check that out. We've been five times since, since <laughs> in less than a year. But we were driving home the other day or driving through Yellowstone to get to the airport in Bozeman, Montana. It's 40 below. I know. What are you doing? Oh. No, I was in a car, man. That car, the heater was cranking. But you know, hey, I was out in uh, uh, not Regina, with Moose Jaw, right outside of uh, yeah, yeah, right out of Regina, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this was I did a banquet out there in 2019, and it was 50 below. Wow. So, but I, I, I so your wife's taking these. What are you, the photo, photograph assistant? You're the assistant yeah, oh, the yeah, bag hold, you're, holding, you're holding her camera bag. Well, you know what they do? They they got they got stuff. You know, they got these uh, places they want you to park. You know, and the most of the parks close right now during the winter, but they get, you know, the, the northern part is is open, but they, so they plow it, but then they get these uh, pullout areas where they want you to park, not in the street, right? Right. I basically go, if we see an animal, she wants a photo, I'd take it, she, I'd drop her off, she goes out in the snow, and I just drive back and forth till she's ready, you know? So, you know? so uh, you've been to Yellowstone a bunch so, yeah. of times. Do you watch the TV series too? Yes, yes, yeah, I love it. You watch it? Oh, all the time. Yeah, well, when it's on, you know. Yeah, right. They're, they're on another sabbatical right now, but and they got they got prequels and sequels and I know I can't figure it all out, but yes. <laughs> yeah, now the ranch is there. You know, you could go and look at the ranch. Have you done that? No, that's up Montana, right? Yeah, I'm not sure whereabouts in Montana. No. Yeah, but the, so you're not leaving. Uh, San, you're not leaving in San Antonio for uh, Bozeman. 
Well, I, I got to tell you too. We 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 found a little piece of property in the uh, little, oh. little little town called Cook Cook City, right outside the northeast entrance. It's about it's as all this is a mile from the entrance to the park, right? Yeah, yeah. And then we found it right on this little stream, and we put a bid in. I don't know if we'll get it, but oh, really? So I may move out there. But you know, I was born in Great Falls, Montana. Had a military base out there, so that I'm going. I may be going back to my roots. No kidding. Uh, a little chilly out there in the wintertime. Well, that, that's hey, when notice. you're in San Antonio. That's when you're in San Antonio, Bob. Hey, you, yeah, hey, you know that coming from Canadians, man. That, that it must be colder than I think it is. Well, it is cold, and and oh, yeah, probably it's, it's probably colder here than it is here. I'll tell you. Yeah. Well, Toronto, but not again. I mean, how Western Canada gets brutal, doesn't it? I know, but I don't go to Western Canada. Well, okay, maybe too cold. Should. Is your show I, televised out there? Yeah. Oh, sure. So. We're big. Everywhere. We're huge, Bob. Everywhere. Well, I know that. I know that. But okay. We're not. We're not as good as John. About Gibbons. how cold it is, and look at Johnny shirt he's wearing, man. For crying. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not the the John Gibbons podcast. We're not as big as the John Gibbons podcast yet. I don't think. Oh, you know? I don't know. We're not running right now. You guys are. We'll never be. We'll never be with you guys. Are. I can guarantee you that. Hey, hey see, I got. I got to ask you a question. So the the years you were manager of the Jays, right? How many times did you walk into that park and say, "God, I wish they'd fix it." I, I, I move the fences, do this, do that. And that's what they're doing this winter. I know. I mean, we're putting a lot of money into that, right? 350 million. million. Yeah. Yeah. I think I spent some of that on players instead. Maybe we base, put well, they're going to have to stadium and put another 50 in. The- <laughs> <laughs> no, I tell you, I, you know, I, I kind of, I, I saw, I saw something on that and I kind of glanced at it. It's pretty, it looks like it's going to be pretty incredible. I remember there was talk they were going to try to relocate it, weren't they, or something out in the uh, Wow, well, that's the Bob's favorite topic. That's Bob's favorite topic. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so I guess there's only so much you can do down there, but it sounds like it's a pretty cool place. But you know what? We'll see. But did, it, did it ever bother you as a manager of your ballpark? No, I never. You know, I actually like – I enjoy playing there because, you know, the temperature is always right, right? The, yeah. Uh, it's uh, – our team fit, fit it. You know I mean? It's, it was a great place to hit, especially home runs. Uh, and you know, I, I like living, I, I like the, the park downtown where it was and everything like that. So I, you know, you can, I play, Hey, I played, I'm a career minor leaguer, man. I played enough crap places like that. I, I would never complain about that. I should know this, but where did you live when you were, when you were manager of the blue Jays? Were you downtown? I, yeah. I, li- I, li- I live, uh, right there about two blocks from the dome. Uh, it was on young and was it young and, uh, uh there's a big, You're bad with names today. Well, you know, there's like five. One of time I was in the one year I was in the Icon Building. Then there was the, there was like three or four buildings. I and I tried them right. all. And finally, I said the, the River something. Anyway, I'm telling you, I don't know what you know. You're, I'm Whatever. Bad with I think I'm losing a little bit. Do you want to know the truth? But you, you walk to work, right? Yeah, you know what? I'd, I'd walk. Uh, yeah, every day, just at two two blocks, and then after, at night they they'd give me a car. Right? They always give the manager a car. Yeah. I never need it, so I'd give it to the trainer to use. And, and so if, if I didn't feel like walking, you know, I'd, and on the way home, he'd just drop me. He'd give you a lift and drop you off. Yeah. But that's the thing, you know, it's, it's uh, you're not like you're in New York City, man. You know, the, the, you feel safe in Toronto walking them streets. You don't want to walk them streets in some of these sure. cities, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So uh, I don't know how, how close you follow what's what's happened during this offseason, but the Blue Jays have, you know, changed their outfield complete, almost completely. Looks like Kiermaier is going to play center, and um, um, they're going to move George, right. George to right. Um, do you have any they, sense of uh, of whether this team will be 
it'd be, it'd be a lot different. Well, do you think it'll be better? It, well, you know what? I, I it's it's hard to say. I mean, it was a pretty damn good team last year. It's going to be a different. Look, I, I do know they and we used to, we can. There was a couple of years we were complaining about it too that we needed some more left-handed bats, right? We were yeah. so right-handed heavy, and I think that's what they were dealing with there. So they had to they had to make a couple moves like that. They felt. Um, you never know for sure. You bring enough a new bunch of new guys in, how it's going to work. The only thing I I would like to see in the, you know, when you. You know, they got they got a good team, you know, and they get a guy like Berland is available. You know, he goes to New York, you know, he's still somehow he's still hanging on and he's dominating, right? Yeah. For forty three million dollars he goes there. Yeah, okay. I mean, but for two years or something, right? Two yeah. Still. You know, but but I mean, sometimes it's that kind of guy that's gonna put you over the top, you know. But yeah. there's also fear that, you know, he's at the end, he may lose it all of a sudden, too, you know. I get that. It's it's uh, maybe that one impact, you know, it was kinda it was uh it's kind of like you know it's kind of like back then we're talking about 92 and 93 and i'm mm-hmm. not saying these guys just don't want to do it i mean every every most teams can't do it but 92 93 when they, they needed someone they, they'd go out and get hall of famers you know yeah i know they might have been, been at, at the tail end of their career but they're still hall of famers yeah. pretty good david cohen was pretty good that year yeah you know just you know in in the guys they picked up you know uh who's the kid they got from the mets i can't remember his name either who david cohen <laughs> No, no, for the, the Blue Jays just got this year, but uh, you know, good solid pitcher. Sometimes oh. I think you just need that impact guy. But not Chris Bassett. You talking Bassett? Yeah, no. Bassett. That's yeah, good. it could be. It'd be he, good for him and all that. There's just something about maybe that guy that uh, you know. But I, I say that. But Berlander until this year, uh, he's struggling the playoffs too. He's like David Price for some reason. You know, they they've had a yeah. It's time. interesting, isn't it? The, yeah, um, you know, I think a lot of that has to do they they log so many innings during the year. I think they're out of gas a little bit too. Really? So when you so you, you talked earlier about a guy like Tay Oscar, how you, you watch him in the batting cage in spring training. What's it feel like when you see he gets traded? For you, does that? You know, I had yeah, and I had him. You know, so I I really like the guy. You know, not all baseball side. He's just a great dude. You know, a real gentleman. Um, uh, and I still think he's just scratching the surface. But I can see, you know, he's he he came a long way defensively. He, I mean, he really struggled when I was there, and you know, he got he got better, and you know, but I'm sure part of that's on their mind. And uh, you know, he was getting at that point. And I think they definitely needed left-handed bats, and he was getting at that point where his his salaries, I think, were, were really going to jump. You know, and so it was kind of a, uh, you know, now I guess I think they probably really liked the reliever they got for him anyway. So. <laughs> it's, it's hard. You never know for sure, but uh, sometimes you got to do that, you know. And it's probably it's a win-win for both teams, them and the Mariners. Uh, New York Yankees didn't make a whole lot of changes. I just read a piece. They, um, I think, they lost five relievers during the off season, but none of their top ones. I mean, that's how deep their bullpen was last year. Yeah, but they all got Other- hurt. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise, they're pretty much the same team. Are they good enough to finish first in the division again? Do you expect that to happen? Remember, they got off that great start last year. Like, they were miles ahead of everybody oh, yeah. else at the beginning. And then, and then all the relievers went down, you know? Because, right. You know, yep. with all this beautiful analytics in the game, you know, they they kill the bullpens, right? It helps the starters, but kills the bullpen. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I think they, they, I don't think they were as good as they played early on. You know, everything went their way. But basically the same team. I mean, somebody's got somebody's got to beat them. But I don't think uh, I don't think they're going to run away with it. You know. Yeah. 
Well, the no Blue surprise, Jays. No surprise the judge signed, that. though, right? No surprise the judge signed there, really? No, they almost had to, you know. I mean, if they would have. Uh, yeah. You know, but once again, though, you know what? It, the, it's no big, you know, when they say, everybody says, well, the Yankees win the division. That, that's that's almost supposed to happen, right? With their resources and the way that, you know, just kind of, they're supposed to do that. They got they always have that kind of talent. You know, when they, like when the old man Steinbrenner was around, it, I mean, they, the GM and the manager and all them have been fired after last year, you know, because you know, it's all about winning. They, they, get, they get in, but they haven't been able to get over the hump. Now they ran it. They've run in some good teams, no doubt. But it's 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 different for the Yankees. It's almost like the Red Sox this year. What the heck happened? Is it's like they yeah. turned into a small market team or something? Yeah, that attitude. You know, that's not supposed to happen to those teams. No, but getting I mean, the playoffs isn't good enough for those teams. What I'm trying to say, they need to win it. You know, you know the the break that the Blue Jays are getting really is the the disarray at the in the front office apparently in Baltimore, because that's a very good young team. And I kind of expected they'd make some moves during the offseason, and they did almost nothing. Now, what I hear is that that um, owners, the ownership question is, is a big issue, and well, maybe maybe that's what they're focusing on. Well, I've always heard that too. You know the uh, what's his name, Peter Angelos, yeah, the Angelos family, yeah, yeah. You know uh, whether he's in all the way or not, or he's, he's making his money, or does he want to go that? No, he's. You know, I mean, look, they've they've I mean, they've had some good teams there. You know, especially when I when I was there, and they spent some money, but it's almost like they're going. They're, it's like a tear down, and and they they want to do it on the cheap too. You know, maybe I don't know. I don't but know. You, but 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 when you're a player or you're a manager, and you hear about one owner suing the other owner or owners in in disagreement about things, does that affect what you do? Does, does that get to the clubhouse and get to the dugout and get to the field? I mean, if it's, if it's your own personal team, your owner or something. Why? Or? Well, yeah, yeah. If it's your team, yeah. You know, I mean, does it really yeah, get I, to you? Know you know, well, you know what, you know what you do here. You know, I, you know, they, they, uh, you know, I mean, they get all the these wealthy guys with the big egos, man, and they, you know, they, you know. But I think what you hear in your own clubhouse, maybe, is is uh, hey, our guy's not vested. He, he don't want to go the extra mile, you know. You know why? Why can't we go out? You know, especially if a team's in a in a in a good spot, right? Why don't we just go that little extra step and get this guy, this kind of guy, and bring him in? You know, especially when they see, you know, they see you, you know, you're rolling in the dough, right? Um, yeah, I think you'd probably hear more than that than the other other kind of crap, you know, because you know, basically they understand their employees and they're getting paid a lot of money either way. So a lot of money. Don't bitch, don't bitch too much, right? You know, one thing the Blue Jays do and have done for some period of time is apparently they treat everybody pretty well you know they spend a lot of money they did they redid their um their spring training home and that's supposed to be you know world class right yeah. now hey, they, that was that was way overdue man that was the worst i've ever seen no i know it was real minor league uh setup but still they've now done that they're doing the stadium apparently the you know the the locker room is great meals are great the players are treated well on the road do you is that true? Did you feel like oh, you yeah. were well looked after? Oh yeah, the Blue Jays have always been that way, you know. And um, yes, from, from when I showed up there coaching in two thousand two, you know, it was just always something. Um, you know, things are always better because you're in the big leagues, right? But they they've always got, and you know we got there's a guy that runs that does the traveling secretary that 
the key holds everything together. His name is Mike Shaw and he'll do anything for you. And he goes out of his way to, and then they got some behind the scenes, you know, uh, uh, you know, even the, the, the girls, Marnie and some of the girls that, you know, do all the, um, family type stuff. Sure. Yeah. They really, um, it's really first class. Now I, in the big, you know, I, I, all I saw was the Mets back in the eighties and, you yeah. know, that wasn't a priority. Right. The thinking nowadays is obviously changed. So I, I don't have a whole lot to compare it to, but I guarantee you it does. They don't treat you any better anywhere else. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. Do you think that matters? Does that matter to um, a team and organization itself? Does it really matter to uh, a free agent who's looking for a place to land? What do you think? Well, some maybe I don't know. I, I would, for me personally, I'd say no. You know, I'm, I'm going to the best spot, and you know, you know, and most guys are going to go where the money money. is. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I think if you had a family, it would be a nice little thing. Oh, right, this makes it even better. But bottom line, they they chase the dollars. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess so. Hey, uh, being a Texas boy, you're you're how many times did your path cross with Nolan Ryan? Never. Well, no, I, I, you know, I was in spring training in 1989 with the Rangers. Nolan was right. on the team, and I played AAA that year with him. But other than that, I, I haven't. But it's it. Uh, I got remarried a couple years ago, right? And my new wife from out, uh, just outside of Houston, southeast Houston. And, and right right the, the next town over where she's from is uh, Alvin, right? Where, where Nolan's right. from. And then her son lives there right now. So, uh you know, I've never I've never seen him there, but you'll they'll have signs about Nolan and all that. Uh, but no, I've never come across him. No, I just uh, you guys were talking about Yellowstone, and it tweaked me. The, the 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 Nolan Ryan documentary on Netflix is fascinating to watch. I heard that, but I have not seen that yet. Oh, haven't you? You should watch that. Yeah, it's real good. He's one of a kind. Yeah, when he when he was younger, or something he just throw rocks against a barn door or something or something. Wow. That's where he and, learned. And you know, and to, and you know, Tom Brady retiring yesterday. You know, Nolan Ryan was pitching no hitters at almost that same age. When you think about it, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he was a freak, man. You know what? Uh, and yeah, he, he, you know, but there's some maybe you know there's something too. Bob would love that that you know letting these guys throw a lot when they're younger and they get you know naturally some guys are going to break down. Obviously, I mean, he he is a freak. He's a but you know what they that's what they did. You know. Well, you look at his you look at his record. I mean, I was a kid, but I, I I did see Sandy Koufax pitch, and he was as good as I I saw. Bob Gibson had you know a great career, and he had one year that was unbelievable. But if you're talking about the greatest pitcher of all time, I put Nolan Ryan right at the top of that list. Tell you the truth. Hey, but you look at him. You know, when he first started out with the Mets, he was basically. He was basically a 500 pitcher. His whole career. Oh, I know he was. Yeah, you know, because he walked a lot of guys, right? He's yeah. Yeah, he walked a lot of guys. And then uh, he learned how to pitch a little bit, I guess, something. And then, you know, then when he went down to Houston, he, he figured he was, down, he was down there with Mike Scott and all them guys, you know, when they were scuffing the ball, you know. Uh, and then, <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I, not, I don't know if he was doing it, but somebody was doing it. <laughs> and, and playing half his games inside. That probably yeah. didn't hurt. In his hometown. Houston. In his hometown. A Texas boy. That's why they, you know they they grow big, bigger. Big, big, strong Texas boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's you quite look at the numbers, the strikeout numbers, you know, oh. innings pitched numbers, you know, that they're those are that's those are legendary numbers. Nobody oh, yeah. will come close to that anything oh. like that. We'll no. never see anybody like that again. The game will never be the same again. Never, no chance. No. 
And I, I'll, I'd like to know how many times, you know, the, a stat I don't know. How many times did Nolan Ryan throw 120 pitches in the game? I'll bet you a lot. 120, I'd be for try 140, 150. Well, I know, I know there are a few of those nights, but I, I'm saying now nobody will throw. Nobody today will throw 120. No, no you, you know, know that. It's funny you say that. I don't remember a few years ago when I when I was there managing. Me and the, a couple of the coaches were just sitting around and we were, look, we were looking up all the all time great pitchers, right? And then we were talking about an innings pitch. And you look at the innings pitch of these guys; it's incredible, man. It's staggering. Mm. It's, yeah, I mean, it's like, really? Okay, everything's relative. I, I, I get all that. Uh, guys are bigger, stronger, faster now. But they were able to do it then when they didn't have all this weight, whatever. Um, and then even back then, the, you know, I didn't see it, but I heard they, they, they would throw batting practice in between starts. And there's a four-man rotation, too, not a five-man. Yeah, exactly. But, but has the game changed that much that this can't happen again? I mean, what has changed in the game? Just the – Guys, the difference between 95 and 100, pitching the ball at you know, velocity, know. the key? No, I don't think so. You know, I, I think it's, I'm sure they've done, the, you know, you know, with the analytics, they've studied those guys back then. And I'd be curious to see, you know, they, they follow, well, after the third time through the lineup, you know, the slugging and whatever, the hitting against a certain guy jumps up to this, right? Yeah. They're supposed to take him out. And I'm sure they've done studies on everybody that's ever pitched the game, played the game. And I'm curious, to see, and I haven't ever seen it, what, like, the Nolan Ryans or the – did theirs jump like that or were they just freaks or the all-time greats that it didn't happen or, you know, you know what is it? it, it and if, it, if if they did jump like they did now, but but they just they just hung in there and they worked their way through it. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, Funny you say that like because know. everything that goes on in pitching – you know, I, I was a kid. We were all kids when Denny McLean won 31 games in the same season. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, not in a career. It'll yeah, or or over three or over three seasons. I mean, yeah. 31 games. You know how many I mean, guys everything has to go right. But my goodness gracious, guys, some guys don't get 31 starts. Exactly. And then when they have like three or four guys in the bullpen, then those guys were expected to do it. You know, and they and a, and a big part of that, I think they learned how to survive. You know, I talked to Jim Palmer because he was always, uh, when I was there, because he was, all you know, with Baltimore, right? And the, sure. the, doing the TV. And, 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 and Jimmy could throw some BS around now, too. But some fascinating stories. And he would talk about, you know, you know his career as a pitcher. And one time he blew out his rotator cuff and he worked his way through it or something. He didn't have surgeries or something. And it's and it's amazing. And, and, but it's totally different mentality, right? They weren't going to let you take them out of the game, man. You know, they were going to win the game because wins matter. You know, this before we decided, well, you know, wins really don't matter. But, in, you know, they wanted to be the guy. And they didn't want some guy coming in and blowing their game for them. So it's definitely a different mindset. Why Why is was it different than it is now? Or, or can, is it? Is it not? I don't know. But it uh, it's not as fun. There's no way anybody can tell you it's as fun now going and watching a game and seeing 10 guys come – you know, pitch during the game. It's oh, I know. I agree with you. Yeah, I just I think baseball's there's no more stubborn group of people than the, the people who run baseball. I think yeah. I, I. By the way, I I I think it's something that all professional sports should be looking at. Is it as much fun to go to the park, or the rink, or the arena, or the football stadium? Is it more fun now than it was then? I don't know. I think it's it, we're almost too big business, John. 
almost too big business. It's almost like they're more worried about what's going on in the stands with the the in-game entertainment than they are on the field. (laughs) You know, I mean, I think that's with this younger generations. I think that's what they like. You know, they like distraction, right? They they could care less if a guy's. uh, Well, if they've listened this far in the podcast, (laughs) if they've listened this far in the podcast, they would know that (laughs) they probably turned us off. That's right. That's right. ADHD, man. I just long long for the day. I I pray there's, before I die, I'll see some major league manager go a four-man rotation and let God... Hey, Bobby, you're going to die. You're going to die. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, goodbye. Over, under on complete games next year, 10? (laughs) Yeah, on on everybody. For for every team. I'm talking total. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen, we can all remember a day when you when we we could have that conversation about one pitcher. I will know. he get ten? Will he get ten complete games this year? Exactly. Yeah. And there'd be I the bet you there'd be more than one most years. More than one pitcher would do it. More than, and and now there'll be none. None. Yeah. You know what's funny when it, when I was uh, you know we're talking about pitching now. Uh, when I was I was up with the Mets one year in in the it's just, well, this is the different mindset, right? And I think his, it might have been Scott's – was it Scott Sanderson? Did he pitch for the Cubs? Yep, that's right. I think, I think, yeah. Okay, anyway, I mean, he was a good pitcher, right? But the guys on the Mets would always call, call him five and dive, right? Five and dive. Watch him. They tell you, watch him, right? He'd go five innings, he's got the lead. They say, watch, he's out. He'll take himself out, right? And it's like, and sure enough, you'd, you'd see it where where the other guy, the other guys in the league, and this was just back in the eighties. You know, they they're not coming out of those games, believe. <laughs> and, and you and you talk about nowadays is that's what it is. The game is a five and dive. Five like, and dive. <laughs> then, yep. then they made fun of the guy and they say, "What a, you know? What come on, suck it up! What a coward! Whatever." Nowadays, it's like that's the norm. <laughs> Gibby, we got to get out of here. Time is our enemy, um, and I know you've got uh, sleep to get to uh, later well, today. Like, like you got to book a next trip to Yellowstone. Oh, it's John you're talking to. Are you? Oh, he doesn't need any sleep. Gibby, Gibby, no Gibby, I'm talking to you. You know that. Okay. You got nothing else going on, try, so try, I imagine try those you... uh, try those memory pills that you can buy on the internet. Right? Yeah, thank you. I'm worried uh, about you. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> We gotta, we gotta go. We love hey, you. Hey, you know, hey, Bobby, you know. I gotta ask you a question though. Look yeah, at that, that screen. You know, I love John's shirt, man, but that 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 big old rose in that back of the picture is way too much in that in that. <laughs> yeah, this thing. Over, there, oh, it's I too know. distracting. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what, well, am what, am I, what am I gonna do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll All see right, you, boys, pal. It's always a pleasure. Baseball Cheers. season's coming up. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Okay. Stay safe. See you. You too. Bye bye. That's John Gibbons. We'll come back in a minute. Our thanks to John Gibbons for joining us. We always enjoy our conversations with him uh, as long as we've known him. Uh, what's on your alleged mind there, Shannon? I'll tell you what, our pal Nick Kiprios, who, if you remember at the beginning of the season, we had a long talk with him about who was going to be the starting goalie of record for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yep. And he was adamant it was going to be Matt Murray. Yeah, and there are those of us that believed it was going to be the other guy, Ilya Samsonov. Well, Samsonov has played now six consecutive games because our pal Matt Murray is hurt. So if you read Kiprios's article in the Toronto Star today, he's starting to figure out that maybe Matt Murray isn't the answer, and it's really a, it's a fan it's a very good column to talk about. Maybe the Maple Leafs have to go out there and do something about their goaltending at the trade deadline. Because Samsonov cannot do this by himself. Who is the backup right now? Do you know? 
Well, they have, they have a young guy out of the American League, an American kid named, named Wall, that has been up and down over the last couple of years. But he's he's not an NHLer yet. He's not an NHLer. He, he, you can't expect Samsonov to carry this load. But do you do you expect then the Leafs to try and make a deal for a veteran goaltender at the break? You know, before the trade deadline. Well, I th- you know I think they have to figure out what who and what Matt Murray is. But to me, it, it makes a little bit of sense. If you look at where the way this is team teams playing, and you know you saw it against the Bruins last night, you know they let they let Samsonov's tired, they let him down, but Matt Murray's not carrying his load. Maybe you do go and find another goalie to help out. I, I just I just thought it was worth mentioning because for Nick to turn his his uh, his thought process around from the beginning of the season is an interesting one, and and perhaps that's a discussion that Kyle Dubas and and the guys in the organization are having. But you're not interested in getting rid of Murray simply because his I, nobody you know, will be, take him. Because, nobody will take him. Nobody will take him. No, but his record isn't that bad. His performance no, but, hasn't been but, terrible. It's the injuries. But twi- twice now he's been injured on game days. Twice. Yeah. And and been and and been out for long periods of time. I, I, if I'm Kyle Dubas, I'm really I'm I'm a little concerned about that. You know, we this the Maple Leafs said they're going to make a difference in the playoffs, and it is all about playoffs. You know, they're gonna they're gonna be facing some quality goaltenders in Vasilevsky and Olmark. I don't think I, I think they have to find a way to improve it somehow, some way at least at least in a depth perspective, Bob. Perhaps true, except as you know, on almost every team that's any good, the number one goaltender will play every game in the playoffs. You know, you don't you don't play you don't play back to back games uh, usually in the playoffs. You don't you play back to back nights. But but I'll tell you what, between now and the middle of April, what you have to make sure is that you have home ice advantage against Tampa. Tampa's not that far behind. I agree. If Tampa gets home ice, where they've won, I think, thirteen home games in a row. If Tampa gets home ice for the Maple Leafs, the worms turn, man. The worm has turned. So are you? I, I ask you again. Are you going out to try and get a goaltender right now? I'd be knocking on doors. Really? Yep. Okay. We'll uh, keep an eye on it and talk more about it as it uh, develops. Maybe tomorrow. Our uh, thanks for uh, joining us uh, today. Our thanks to John Gibbons for being with us, and we'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye, everybody. Mm-hmm.